In a world where uncertainty reigns supreme, where shadows of chaos dance at every turn, one truth emerges unyielding. Preparation is not a luxury, but a lifeline. Behold the Wellness Company, a beacon of readiness amidst the tempestuous seas of fate. Envision a sanctuary of tranquility, where the tumult of unforeseen medical crises finds no purchase. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit stands as a bastion of assurance, a fortress of resilience against the unseen foes of health. Within its sacred confines lie the tools of salvation. Ivermectin, to ward off the insidious whispers of disease. Emergency antibiotics, to quell the raging storms of infection. Antivirals, to vanquish the relentless tides of contagion and more. The Wellness Company Medical Emergency Kit is not merely a collection of supplies, it is the embodiment of preparedness itself. Crafted by the hands of esteemed healers led by luminaries such as Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. James Thorpe, Dr. Harvey Risch, and Dr. Drew Pinsky, this kit stands as the pinnacle of safety, the zenith of prevention. These truth-seeking doctors have forged a testament to vigilance, a testament to the unwavering pursuit of well-being. Embrace the certainty that comes from being armed against adversity. Embrace the Wellness Company, for in its embrace lies the promise of resilience, the promise of a brighter tomorrow amidst the chaos of today. Don't wait for the next crisis to strike. Visit twc.health forward slash strange planet and use promo code strange planet for an exclusive 10% discount. Prepare today and rest easy tomorrow. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Baby boomers are moving to Florida, and the ones that are moving down here tend to be the, the leading edge or the older ones, and they really need health care. Baby boomers have mass money and motivation. They don't have dying on their punch list, so they're going to be throwing money at health care like you cannot believe more than any time in, our hist- in the history of our country. So we are forecasting that we will beat cancer. We will beat heart disease. We will beat Alzheimer's and many, many other issues that we have health-wise. If you're a fan of this radio program and the Strange Planet podcast, why not show it off by wearing Strange Planet apparel or drinking from a Strange Planet mug? Check out all the great Strange Planet merch in my Strange Planet shop. Just go to the website, strangeplanet.ca, strangeplanet.ca, and click on Shop in the menu. There's a huge selection of men's and women's t-shirts. You like crop circles or the Mayan calendar? Got you covered. Are you into the Anunnaki? Wait till you see these designs. My favorite right now, lions do not lose sleep over the opinions of sheep. And one of our best sellers right now, truth gets you crucified on the front and a passage from Matthew chapter 23 on the back. So many great t-shirt designs, I don't know where to begin. There's women's leggings and tote bags and of course, mugs. Great gifts for family and friends who listen and love this show. My Strange Planet shop. Visit today and often. Just go to strangeplanet.ca and check it out. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs, here's Richard Serrett. Demographics. The study of population based on factors such as age, race, and sex 
And demographic data refers to socioeconomic information expressed statistically, including employment, education, income, marriage rates, birth and death rates, and more. Now, if that sounds dry, it's not. It's only because I'm not doing it justice. Demographic trends are like looking into a crystal ball. They tell us so much. They are, according to my guest this hour, a demographer, demographics are more important than economics. Ken Gronbach looks into the future using the tool of demographics to navigate the many landscapes that will define the United States, North America, over the next 30 years. What's happening with Generation X, born between 64 and 84? The boomers, the millennials, or Generation Y? What does this mean for housing and other consumer areas, such as air travel? What about crime? And what about overpopulation? Is that a myth? Ken Gronbach is an internationally respected demographer who has been able to forecast societal, commercial, economic, cultural, and political phenomena with uncanny accuracy. Ken's unusual blend of marketing savvy and common sense demography, based on 20 years of proprietary demographic study, sets him apart. He keynotes all over the United States and does customized demographic research. He's the author of The Age Curve and the latest Upside, profiting from the profound demographic shifts ahead. Hey, Ken, welcome. How are you? Hey, great introduction. <laughs> I'm great. Thank you very much for having me. I gave a very rudimentary definition of demographics. So just fill in the gaps there. What did I miss? No, you, you pretty much nailed it. Uh, it, it. What demographics is live births, migration, and death for the most part. That's, that's all it is. It's very, very simple. It's a very simple science, which enables us to um, see accurately into the future. It's, it's not like we're, we're rocket scientists. We're, uh, it, it's just that the, the science is a very simple science. But keep in mind, as you just said, that uh, demographics um, precipitates economics. It's not the other way around. See, without people, point. you don't have e- And so as a dem- I mean, you're, you're pouring over mm-hmm. statistics and data. Then what do you do with it? Well, you can do it. You can do any number of things. One of the, one of the most exciting things you can do um, is you can forecast markets, and you can also uh, forecast uh, political outcome. And right now, that's that's a very hot subject. I'll say. I'll say. <clears throat> um, and so, well, I think you've sort of answered the question, but let me just let me drill down a little bit further. Then, when you say that demography is more important than economics, is it because? It, it precipitates economic activity? It comes first? Yeah, well, well think about this. If you're a businessman, uh, I guarantee you 95% of your business decisions are, are based on money. Uh, money is a symptom of something else. Money is simply uh, um, a symbol. It, it's, it's, a, it, it's, it's not a real thing. You know, the paper... Uh, dollar bills that are in your in your wallet and, and and the electrons that are on your computer that represent your bank account are uh, symptoms. The cause is people. So uh, we're very comfortable uh, dealing with the cause. If you want to forecast uh, things in the economy, you know, economists on on uh, and I'm going to be kind here are right about twenty percent of the time. Demographers <laughs> are right about eighty percent of the time. Now, granted, demography is much simpler than economics, and there's a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, different facets of economics. But for the most part, uh, yes, uh, demography is more important. And so, 
where do you gather your research from? Census, Bureau of Labor Statistics, CIA Factbook, um, and, and then just a, a variety of other sources. But those are the primary sources. The census data is really the best. Uh, things you want to be careful about in demography is you can't, you know, it, there's two types of uh, information that are not very good, and that is very new stuff and very old stuff. So um, census data is critical. And, and, and one of the ironies and one of the problems that we're having right now in our research is that the, uh, the, the 2020 census data is not available yet. I <laughs> mean, this is going to be, this is 2022. How long is it going to take? But it's, apparently it's uh, being stalled somewhere, and, and we're not really getting all of the data yet. Right. Uh, that's going to be important for the, for the um, midterm elections, isn't it? Because the, uh, the individual states, they, they start to, like, uh, what do they call that, gerrymander and, and draw new boundaries for congressional districts based on the census, and, and they um, – so, for example, if you have a migration, people moving out of certain blue states like California, moving to red states like Texas, Arizona, you've got this demographic shift, and that is often um, reflected in realigning uh, congressional districts and the, the, the number of seats that uh, um, you know, a state will, will, will gain or lose. That's exactly correct. Texas just picked up two. Florida picked up one, North Carolina picked up one, Utah picked up one, Oregon picked up one, uh, Montana picked up one. So what that reflects simply is where are the people going? Uh, we, we have a real reshuffling of the population of the United States going on right now. And the you know states like uh, 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 Michigan and uh uh, Illinois and, and Pennsylvania, New Jersey are all losing population. And the, what, and, and the people they're probably losing, uh, based on our research, is uh, Generation Y millennials that were born 1985 to 2004. And this is the largest generation in the history of our nation. And they're going to reshape everything. You know, I live in South Florida. You should see what's happening down here. Baby boomers are invading South Florida. And, and they can't build structure or infrastructure fast enough for them. Uh, you know, it's a very exciting time to be down here. It's a very exciting time for demography in the United States. Right. Also a little uh, unnerving <laughs> for a number of reasons. Yeah. Ken, Con- Ken uh, Gronbach is with us, a demographer, and uh, his latest book is Upside, Profiting from the Profound Demographic Shifts Ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, just getting back to the the midterms, uh, the 2022 midterms. Um, so you're seeing... You're seeing a flood of, of people. Uh, is it primarily coming out of blue states, going into red states? Is that what you're, you're seeing? Well, that's, that appears to be that, you know, um, Texas is red. Um, California is blue. Uh, California actually lost a House seat. Uh, we think that, uh, eventually that Texas will be uh, blue. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> I know because it, it they're, makes a lot of they're coming. Angry. They're I mean, coming out I, of I, blue states, it, it, and they're bringing their political baggage with them. <laughs> I know. Yeah, for sure. Well, let me give you an example here. Um, we're we we are currently losing a conservative in in this country 
every 16 seconds because they're dying. Because older people tend to be conservatives. You know, keep in mind that, that uh, demography is, is big picture, long-term, 30,000 feet macro. So we make generalizations, and you can with demography, and you can very accurately with demography. We're gaining a liberal in our country every eight seconds because they're coming at age to vote. And in the generation that's uh, you know, registering to vote is called Generation Y Millennials. And there's 88 million of them. There's actually 10 million of them more than uh, their baby boomer parents. And their baby boomer parents are currently 58 to, to 77, which means that, you know, they're, they're passing through the time continuum, and they will, they're about to, to challenge death care like no other generation has ever challenged death care. I don't think we have enough cemeteries, funeral homes, or, or uh, crematoriums to handle the, the number of people that are going to die, um, and baby boomers. But what that means is we are losing conservatives and gaining liberals. From 2016 to 2020, the, the advantage that the liberals had was close to 25 million, just simply based on death and registering to vote, period. In 2024, it's going to be 50 million. So I think we're going to have a liberal in the White House um, for at least another 11 years. Well, I'd be interested in your take on this, because I've, I've heard some things out of Pew Research and so forth that, um, that uh, religious conservatives tend to have far more children. Uh, so won't conservatives eventually catch up and overtake just through attrition? Yeah, you know, that, you can make an argument to that. But I think you'll find that uh, even though, you know, evangelicals are having more kids, um, their kids will still tend to be liberals while they're young. I mean, do you remember what, what Winston Churchill said? He said that if you're... Uh, if you're under 30 and you're not a liberal, uh, you, you don't have a heart. And if you're over 30 and, and you're not a conservative, you don't have a brain. It's true. Right. I mean, we, right. we really do, we start out as liberals, and then as we age and amass wealth and don't want to share the things with other people that don't deserve it, we become more conservative. So there's, there's a real predictable spectrum from young to old, liberal to conservative. Right, right. Interesting. Uh, I want to talk about crime a little bit. I mean, I, I don't know if this is something that you you explore, but yeah. uh, we always hear about, oh, crime is a result of poverty, and I've never believed that. If you look at crime rates during the Depression, they were very low, uh, despite the fact that you know, there were a lot of poor people around during the Depression. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the, I think the, the, the converse is – the inverse is true. I think, I think uh, crime creates poverty. Uh, but do you – do you see, as populations age, uh, do you see that as a greater determining factor with crime, the types of crime? So violent crime probably would go down as populations age. I don't know, maybe other types of crime might go up, like white-collar crime. Yeah, it might go up, but it's very small. This is, this is how it's going to work, and, and this is a, uh, law enforcement. Law enforcement for the last 20 years has been drawing from a talent pool that's very small. And the talent pool they've been drawing from is called Generation X, born 1965 to 1984. So these would be people that are currently 38 to 57. A tiny group. So law enforcement literally, and, and you know, this is not an indictment of law enforcement because I deeply respect those 
people that are first responders and, and police. But if, if you had a pulse, they would hire you. What's happening now is there is a whole new crop, of a huge talent pool that they're going to draw from called Generation Y Millennials, 88 million people that were born 1985 to 2004. So we're going to have much better law enforcement, much more talent in law enforcement. Now, the other, end of the, the other side of the coin is who commits crime? Well, crime simply is committed by men 15 to 30. They commit about 70% of the crime. Um, what's happening to that population? It's shrinking. Why is it shrinking? Because they weren't born. It, it's a small group. Uh, and the, 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 the generation that, that's born uh, 2005 and after is going to be much smaller than the Generation Y Millennials. Uh, it's called Gen Z. And it's going to be a smaller group. So we're going to have a smaller group of crime committers and a larger group of talent for law enforcement. So the country is going to essentially be safer. Now, I know we're going through some issues right now, and I think a lot of those are frustrated, COVID-related, other things. That, you know, uh, But overall... Crime should drop. Right. And and uh, so we may actually be able to defund the police, but for all the right reasons, because yeah. the crime well, the crime is going down uh, rather than we, for I political hope we don't reasons. Do that. Ken Gronback is with us. And uh, the latest book is Upside, Profiting from the Profound Demographic Shifts Ahead. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about China because um, they are – seen now as you know the great adversary economically militarily geopolitically uh, but they are in a real bind they put themselves in a real bind with this one child policy mm-hmm. what is what has happened in china since the this uh misguided uh, policy well under 40 years old what they've managed to do and if you use my numbers uh, they've prevented, and I'll use that loosely, a, a half billion people, 500 million. If you use Elon Musk's numbers, and, and I, I deeply respect the man, and I think he steals my stuff. <laughs> no, <laughs> no offense, Elon. That's but a great compliment. He's saying, he's saying it's uh, uh, 750 million people that they're missing under 40 years old. What, what does that mean? Well, the one-child-only policy, they went from having six kids to a mandated uh, one child. Well, that didn't exactly work, so it was a little over one that was allowed um, in China. And, and the, the, they, they tended to um, favor males. In fact, they have 90 million more men under 40, uh, males under 40, than they do women. And, and these poor guys have no chance of getting married because there's no female counterparts. So what China has done is they took advantage of what they call a demographic dividend and that is they had uh, a lot of dinks, dual income, no kids uh, in their country, and it drove their economy to, you know, these 6% increases in GDP for over a long period of time. But it's over. Their, their labor force over the last three years has been shrinking and will continue to shrink, and now they literally have hundreds of millions of elderly people they can't feed because they have no families because of the one-child-only policy. So China is cooked. You know, people, I hear this all the time, that, that you know, China's going to pass us economically, and, and, you know, we're going to be left in the dust. Nonsense. Their, their GDP is half ours, and it's not going anywhere. It is not growing. It can't grow because they don't 
have labor. Do we have labor? We have the best labor force that we've ever had in the history of, of uh, our country. And that labor force is currently 18 to uh, 37 years old. It's, it, it's entered the labor force late because the baby boomers uh, didn't leave voluntarily, but these are the baby boomers' kids that are finding their way into the labor force, and they're wonderful. I mean, they're, you have to try to understand them, but they're, they're going to be the best labor we've ever had. Uh, Ken, we're uh, coming up on a break here, but let me just uh, we'll, we'll start this. Uh, I'll ask you this question, and we will probably continue it after the break. And that getting back to China for a moment, and this huge male cohort that are destined to remain single, um, because because women, you know, we when men marry, women provide a very a much needed sort of breaking mechanism on some of our behaviors. Let's say, um, uh, yeah. so these unattached young men. Are we then likely to see, or are we seeing a, a crime problem in China right now? You know, that's a good question. I don't know. You know, and I'll, I'll be straight with you, Richard. You don't get good information out of China. You really don't. We haven't gotten good COVID information out of China. We just don't get good information from them. They tell us what they want to tell us. Uh, but what you just said makes a ton of sense. Because China has a, a demographic problem, and they don't allow for immigration, is it right. possible when your your birth rate falls below replacement level and you don't allow new immigrants? Is it possible to reverse? I mean, you can't turn you can't reverse that trend on a dime. Are we likely to see massive depopulation in China? Yes. One of the craziest things, Richard, and it makes me nuts because you know I follow the the uh, the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, very closely because I, I and I can't go to China. I've, I've been warned about that many times. You know, I stopped I stopped Damler Benz from building a truck factory there. What they're what they're doing now is they've gone to a three child policy and they're encouraging people to have kids and they're paying people to have kids. The only problem is the one child only policy eliminated the parents. These people can't count. They, they mean they can't go look at this and, and determine that the one child, what the, exactly what the one child only policy did. They're xenophobic. They don't take immigrants. They don't like people that are different than them. Just like Japan. Japan's got exactly the same problem. So what what will happen is the population is going to nosedive. And I want you to think about this in terms of COVID. The numbers that we're seeing, and again, they're new numbers. We tend not to trust them completely, but COVID tends to kill the elderly at a much higher rate than they kill younger people. And, uh, you know, there's all kinds of suspicions about where COVID came from uh, out of, a, you know, a lab in uh, China. I'm wondering if they were just trying to solve their elderly issue. And it got out of hand. I have heard that before, Ken. I don't think that's out of the question. Uh, I mean, we are dealing with incredibly evil regime. They're Malthusians. They are uh, you that right. not much better than Nazi Germany. I'm talking about the regime, not the people. Oh, oh, no, oh, no, they're worse than... They, they make Nazi Germany. And, and, and don't, please, don't misunderstand. Nazi Germany was heinous. But they make Nazi Germany uh, uh, look like choir boys <laughs> based on what they're going to do. What, and let, let me tell you, you know, they, they did forced abortions. Literally, if, you, if, if they found a woman and, they, and there were people everywhere watching for this that was pregnant and already had a child, she had a, she had a forced abortion. And then she was responsible for it. Um, they would give her the dead fetus in a hospital. I mean, what the heck is that? Yeah, that's just uh, and, they, and they would evil. find baby girls all routinely in dumpsters. 
I mean, routinely. Oh. I mean, by by the hundreds of thousands. I mean, it's, this is it's a. I don't know. Yeah, you know, it's remarkable. We see, we see all these all these artists right now lining up to uh, you know to boycott Spotify. I don't see many athletes lining up to boycott China. However, that's another show, I suppose. Another show. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but point. so, how quickly does a population drop? What is China now? One point five, one point six billion. How how quickly will that drop? And to what level before it levels off, or will it? Is it in free fall? No, and it, I wouldn't say it was in free fall, but uh, again. Demography is live births and deaths. Um, what what is in free fall is the average age in China, and they're going to be a very very old nation, and then their population will begin to drop precipitously. It, um, they're at about one four. Uh, we're watching very closely, watching India, because I I sincerely believe that India has already eclipsed. China. So the population in China and the the workforce in China, the labor in China, which incidentally was working for about 25% of what the rest of the world uh, was being paid for a very long time, which is why you, you walk into Walmart and everything's from China. Well, all of that is going to end because they no longer have that labor. They eliminated it, and their new policy of of having three kids is nonsense because all you're doing is creating more dependence in the country. So you're going to have elderly and then, then you have a whole new crop of dependent kids. What does that mean? And it's not working anyway. Let me give you another one. that will freak you out a little bit. You know, they did forced abortions. I believe what they're going to do is, is create forced pregnancies. Oh my Lord. Oh no, no, I'm seeing, I'm seeing bits and pieces of that come, come through. Yeah. They'll make it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so what does that mean? What is it? How do you do that? I don't know. I don't even want to contemplate it at this point. No, I mean, no, I think we I know I how either. they do it, but no, they're they're in deep trouble. And um, so what what we're seeing right now is that China is going on a war footing. They're, you know, the South China Sea and then Taiwan. You know, and there's a lot of saber rattling and, and showing off new armaments. The dead last thing they could do or, or should do with, with their current economy or demography is get into a war. That would be awful. It, w- it just wouldn't work. When we talk about and we hear this, and I've, I've always maintained it's a myth, overpopulation. Uh, you know, back in the 60s, we're going to run out of food. And, and I remember in the 80s, uh, in the textbooks, they were saying, we're going to run out of fresh water. And, and uh, there are limits to growth and all of this. I, I think it's nonsense. And I read once a statistic that you could fit every man, woman, and child, all what are we, close to 8 billion souls, inside the city limits of Orlando, which is a pretty big, well, you're from Florida. Uh, <laughs> is that well, true? You know I'd be shoulder to shoulder, but you could put every yeah. man, woman, and child. In Orlando, if you no, if you wanted to do a group hug, and, and I'm a, I'm not in favor of that sort of thing, <laughs> <laughs> but if you wanted to do a group hug, you could take all 7.7 billion of us in in the world and uh, do it in Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah, if you wanted to have a party and you wanted to invite all 7.7 billion of your closest friends and you wanted to give them four square feet so they could dance at your party, you could put everybody in Rhode Island. No, we don't have a problem. We produce enough food to feed uh, 14, 15 billion people uh, every day, and we throw half of it away. We mm. can't. There are some starving people, and we can't get food to them, but it's not because we don't have food. It's because their governments are crooked. Right, and, exactly. and it's just a distribution issue. So uh, one of the, the, the areas that, that we, do, we do see, I guess, a, a fairly rapid increase in population is sub-Saharan Africa. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, what's do you have any data there? Is that starting to is that starting to level off, or is that continue continually uh, growing? No, the sub-Saharan Africa, that's, a, that's a, a very, very good question because this is about a billion people. There are about 30, 30 I'm guessing now, because I'm, I don't think anybody's really sure how many countries there are, but, you know, it's between like 35 and 40 countries. But their fertility in some of the countries is six. So they're, you're going to see sub-Saharan Africa increase in population over time. But is it falling off? Yes, it is. We're, we're starting to see population drop everywhere. It's dropped in the EU, it's dropped in Eastern Europe, it's certainly dropped in Russia. I think the reason that uh, Vladimir Putin wants to go into Ukraine is because he needs their population because his population is old and sick and very heavily weighted to women. You know, look at, look at the, the soldiers that, you know, find their way onto TV, the, the Russian soldiers, and, and you'll see women in, in the frontline ranks. Uh, that's very unusual, and the reason for that is they don't have men. You know, Interesting. If, if you're a 16-year-old male in Russia, you have a 50-50 chance of making it to 60. And half of the men that die in Russia die drunk. So and Vladimir Putin's got a serious, serious problem, and I think he's trying to wow. solve it in Ukraine. So what is happening with with, with the world's population? Is it a, is it a co- combination of, of uh, I don't know, low fertility, uh, sperm motility, um, in, increase in the standard of living, which tends to reduce population. What is yeah. what is the, the the main driver behind this? Well, <laughs> again, I don't mean to freak you out, but you're asking all the right questions. You really are. So you're a very astute man. We have created an alternate world, have we not? I mean, it's a uh, yeah, they call it the metaverse. Everyone, you know, that's, it's like the matrix. You, the metaverse is even going to be worse <laughs> because that's you're going to put you're going to literally go into this alternate reality. But one third of the internet is a substitute for normal relations between men and women. And um, and when you talk about addiction levels, addiction levels for men in in the United States, it's way over fifty percent to that one third. And, and computers don't have babies. So uh, and, and let me give you another example. Uh, Japan. In Japan, what we're watching now is not only are they not having kids, they're not getting married, and they're not dating. What the heck is that? What, and, and, and Japan technologically has always been more advanced than the United States. Now, in, in Japan, too, that doesn't do... You know, they're xenophobic. They do not do immigrants. Uh, Japan will probably do 2060 because they literally will not have any taxpayers. My word. What does that even mean, disappear? No, I I mean, somebody will take it over. I I imagine the landmass will still be there. I don't know how they'd run it. I really don't. I don't know how they'll run it. Because, you know, who pays tax? You know, the electric taxpayers are essential to any culture. that have, uh, you know, spend the most, live in the biggest houses, and make the most. Uh, if they don't exist, if your population is shrinking and that category of your population doesn't exist, how do you fund your country? Excellent point. Yeah, yeah. just a big yeah. for sale sign in Japan, <laughs> yeah. and well, they'll, they'll have to move. Uh, they'll just, well, they'll, ha- they'll either have to take a huge influx of immigrants, uh, which would cause all sorts of 
you know, cultural upheaval and, and, and so forth. Yeah, it's not going to be pretty. Uh, no. We'll take another time out. This is fascinating, Ken. Well, okay. I'm going to have to have you back. Uh, this is so amazing. Some of it's absolutely shocking. Ken Gronbach is with us and uh, the author of Upside, Profiting from the Profound Demographic Shifts Ahead. Back with more of our conversation straight ahead. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. I call it the miracle molecule, carbon 60 or C60 from my good friends at Evo C60. I take a tablespoon every morning. It delivers more than 172 times the power of vitamin C. C60 is a known antiviral, antioxidant, antibacterial, anti-inflammatory, and it's a remedy that works. C60 Evo can slow down the aging process by reducing cellular damage. C60 Evo users consistently enjoy better sleep and wake up feeling refreshed. I sleep like a baby. I have no aches or pains. Zero. I'm 58 and I don't have a gray hair on my head. And I have boundless energy. Get your miracle molecule in a bottle. C60 from c60evo.com slash Richard hyphen Serrett. Use the coupon code EVRS at checkout and save 10%. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you have a medical concern, please contact your healthcare provider. Fasten your seatbelts. Place your tray in the upright position. You're about to leave behind everything you think you know. Think you know. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Demographer Ken Gronbach is here. I, I had a few comments here on the live stream saying, wow, this is really dark. This is, this is bad news. Give us some good news. Okay. United States, Canada, Mexico, Central and South America. We're going to be the center of the earth. Why? Because... We had kids. Well, first of all, the United States has kids. Uh, Canada, not so much. And I'm kind of mad at you guys because your, your, um, your fertility is not good. But I don't think it's going to be an issue for you because of your proximity to the United States. I think you, you will be fine. Mexico has perfect demography. Absolutely perfect. Uh, Central and South America is spotty. It d- depends on the country. But what's going to happen to the United States? Housing is the economy. The economy is housing. In 2008, we had uh, too many houses. And it was a, a bubble that burst, and everybody lost value in their house. What's the problem now? We have too many buyers. There's about 155 million housing structures or housing units in the United States, and that's everything from a mobile home to multifamily housing to freestanding housing and mansions, whatever whatever people live in. About 155 million. Uh, half of our population, up to about six or seven years ago, was all living under one roof, and that was baby boomers and their kids. 
So you had 80 million baby boomers and 88 million of their kids living under one roof, and the kids are finally moving out. They're moving out of their parents' basements. They're they're throwing all those trophies away that they didn't deserve. They're starting households. <laughs> they're getting married. They're going to have kids. When you do the math on the generation that's leaving home, this Generation Y millennials, we're 25 million housing units short of our needs over the course of their, uh, probably the next 10 or 15 years, which means that's going to drive the economy like you cannot believe. And also, everything is housing, everything, everything. I spoke to loggers in Oregon, and you know, I speak all over the United States, I really, and it really is a wonderful education. And I said, how are you going to handle the need for wood, a crushing need of, you know, with all the houses that we're going to need to build? And I said, we can't. We can't cut trees fast enough. So houses are going to be built out of plastic, and houses are going to be built out of concrete more and more and more. These kids are going to sleep in their cars. And they're going to start building with 3D printers, or is that overblown? I don't know. <laughs> I tell you, any way that you build them is going to be better than, than not having them. But it's right. right now, I live in South Florida. What's happening here, we have the baby boomers are finally, you know, COVID are saying, enough is enough, I'm retiring. Moving down here, population of Florida currently is about, a good guess would be about 24 million. It'll go to 35 million in the next 10 or 15 years, which means you cannot believe the building that's going on down here. You want good news? That's going to drive our economy, and it's going to drive our economy to, to in, in, in a way that we don't understand. We really don't understand. It is going to be huge. You want some more good news? Yes. Okay. Baby boomers. Baby boomers, if you assess the wealth of the, of the baby boomers, you, can, you will come up with about $100 trillion. And I'm not kidding. They have $20 trillion in the stock market. They have $10 trillion in banks. And they have about 70. Trumers are currently 58 to uh, 77 years old. The year that the body breaks is 75. And you start really needing health care. Baby boomers are moving to Florida and the ones that are moving down here tend to be the, the leading edge or the older ones, and they really need health care. Baby boomers have mass money and motivation. They don't have dying on their punch list, so they're going to be throwing money at health care like you cannot believe more than any time in, our hist- in the history of our country. So we are forecasting that we will beat cancer. We will beat heart disease, we will beat Alzheimer's, and many, many other uh, issues that we have health-wise. The only problem is, if this is a problem, is we're all going to live longer and much longer. And I'm I'm talking about playing golf at 100 years old. Right. Well, we're going to live longer than our our 401 in the U.S., the 401K. It's going to run out before we do. do. Yeah. I mean, it's – so – are we going to run out of money? Are we going to get too old before our money holds up? I don't know. Probably not. Right. So if I'm hearing you, if you're a young person, get into the trades because they're going to need tradespeople to build all these houses or get into the healthcare field, not necessarily just a doctor or a nurse, become a radiologist, become a chiropractor, become uh, an x-ray technician, right? That is exactly correct. Two things are going to happen. You know, you're pretty smart. Are you sure? Did you? Have you stolen my stuff? <laughs> Let me tell you what's, what's going to happen. You know, my, um, I have two, two girls. One's 26 and one's 29. And when we, we my 29-year-old went to college, she said, Dad, because she, she switched college. And she said, all the guys are taken. And I said, what do you mean? She said, there are more girls at college than there are guys. We did the math on that, and it's like 60-40. What happened? And because and she's a Gen Y millennial, she's part of the 88 million baby boomers leaving the labor force left 
heating, ventilation, air conditioning. They left uh, electrician. They left plumbing. They left uh, the trades, you know, building, you know, IT. They left all those things and retired and are retiring at, at the rate of four or five million a year. And uh, the Generation Y millennials realized that they could make a substantial living males without going to college. So they didn't go to college. And they continue not to go to, not going to college because of exactly what you just said, and that's trades. Uh, more and more young people not going to college, and that has a political implication, I think. Uh, I heard and read that, uh, demographically speaking, um, young males who don't go to college are more likely to vote Republican. That could be. But I don't think on a mass scale yet because they're young. I, I, I think what you will have to watch is that it, a significant change that is taking place, and you're seeing it already in, in Congress, and that is uh, young women uh, congressmen. Why? Because the women are going to lead more so than ever in this particular generation because they're more educated. Uh, I believe that law school now is 70-30 women. What does that mean? That means they're going to lead. That means they're going to be CEOs. That means they're going to be in a C-suite. That means they're going to be making changes. But I can't, I, I don't know for sure. And it's a good question, Richard. And then it, if, in fact, the young men do go into trades, uh, you know, how will they position themselves uh, politically? I don't know. I really don't. All right. Uh, I mean, and, and the other thing here is that the whole, this is not necessarily a demography type issue, but, uh, you know, uh, in terms of politics, we're seeing a major realignment. It's not necessarily even about left and right anymore, liberal and conservative. It's, you know, there's a populist movement. There are people who just feel it's it's like it's the people versus the, the ruling class. There, that seems to be this titanic struggle that we're we're in anymore so i don't know if if right and versus left uh is what it's all about uh let's see here we go solar warden asks can what do the demographics look like for countries isolated due to u.s sanctions like iran and venezuela etc you know good question i don't know iran's uh fertility has dropped significantly i think they're below replacement level uh certainly one of the things that happens um in uh, bad times, it's not a not an abundance of babies. It's just the just the opposite. In fact, they say if you want to completely shut off your fertility, uh, m- make your housing prices too high. <laughs> Canada, great, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, there are a number of people in the live chat asking, what's the best way to profit from these demographic changes? Well, we touched on some of them that had to do with housing and health care. How else yeah. can we profit from these demo changes? Well, one of the big things is you're going to see consumerism at a level that we don't understand when this new generation uh, enters the labor force, has money, and buys stuff. When my, my girls moved out of our house, they didn't take the vacuum cleaner. They didn't take the snowblower. They didn't take all the, the food out of the cupboard. They bought their own. Baby boomers did exactly the same thing in the 60s, 70s, 80s when they drove the economy with their massive consumption based on their size. So get in front of... Uh, their needs. I'll give you a good example because it's something that I just did. Um, you know, I, I come out of the marketing field, and um, you know, I, I, was, I just recently bought a, a, like three pair of new glasses, and I'm thinking, how how's that that business going to fare? You know, eyeglasses. Eyeglasses are driven by this uh, 
a problem that humans get called presbyopia, and that is when your eyes go south and you, you, you can't see well, so you need glasses. When does that happen? Between 40 and 45. When the baby boomers passed through that narrow demo, that particular category of uh, commerce absolutely exploded. Well, it's about to explode again. What about automobiles? Who buys automobiles? Automobiles are bought by the same group, 40 to 45. I don't know why. I think it's because they, they have to transport the kids, they drive more, whatever. But um, re- remember, the largest generation in our history is currently uh, 18 to 37 years old, and the generation in front of it, called Generation X, is very small. So you have a very small generation passing through their, uh, their consuming years, and we kind of get used to it. And then a monster group comes along, and what you want to, what, what you want to do is to meet the demand. <laughs> And that's, that's right. the whole trick. Right. How, do you, how do you benefit? You meet the demand. All right. Weiwei Anella asks, what career fields would Ken recommend for my kids? Medicine. Absolutely. IT and, and anything medical. Oh, you want a sleeper? Death care. Get, in, oh, get, it, yeah. get into death care. Because once boomers start to die, and they, and they will die at essentially double the rate that you see people dying at now, because of their mass, it, it, there's no one. To, it, we don't have enough cemeteries to bury them. We don't have enough funeral homes. We don't have enough crematoriums. And we don't have enough hospitals. We don't have enough anything. Remarkable. Uh, Not Gordian asks, how will water shortages be addressed with population growth, like in Southern California and Florida? I don't know. I, I, that's. I, I leave that to the scientists, I'm, and I'm hoping that, you know, I, I, I visit my brother in, in uh, Las Vegas all the time, and Lake Mead freaks me out. I mean, it is so far down. Uh, I don't know. It's, it, that's an issue. That's a real issue. I don't know. Uh, so if, if someone wants to get in, uh, become a demographer, not that you uh, necessarily want more competition, but uh, <laughs> well, what, what, what kind of schooling is required? Well, you know, I tell you, I don't have a formal um, education in demography. Uh, what did I do? Um, I, I was forced into demography, forced into an understanding of, of, of um, how populations work when I lost a, a multi-million dollar client in my, you know, my advertising agency. And I did so because American Honda motorcycles were sold to men 16 to 24 years old. Once the boomers passed through that demo, it was over. And, and that taught me a lesson. No, I think what you do is read my books, give me a call, talk to me, talk to other demographers. I can give you some people that you can chat with. Uh, probably the best demographer on the planet is a guy by the name of Dr. Nicholas Everstadt, and he's based out of uh, Washington, D.C., and he's like the State Department demographer. And uh, he's incredible, and he loves to talk to young people. I don't think, I don't think he has a degree in demography, but I think that uh, it, it's just something that, he does, and he does very well, and, he, and he's written books on it, and he's done research, just like I have. Well, I, I, would, th- I would think that governments, uh, government agencies would, would be more reliant on demographers in order to properly plan, you know, in terms of infrastructure and, and so forth. Are, are they not properly utilizing demographers? Is that why they seem to muck everything up? Yes. And I, I'm telling you, Richard, you're, you're smart. Not too many people can come to that conclusion, and and I kind of stay away from it because it sounds like I'm being bitter or something. But I don't understand why people don't understand that it's people. It's not money. It's people. 
you want to you want to improve your business going forward, put put as much effort as, as you possibly can into human resources and less effort into uh, finances, and you'll do much better. You really will. How do we get a copy of Upside profiting from the profound demographic shifts ahead, Ken? Uh, go to uh, uh, kgcdirect.com. That's my site. You can buy it there, or you can buy it on Amazon. Amazon has all my stuff. kgcdirect.com. Hire me to speak, and I'll, and I'll change your audience. <laughs> absolutely. Well, and we have to have you on again. This was absolutely fascinating. Ken, I'm so glad that we hooked up. Thank you so much for this. My pleasure, my friend. You take care. A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting. <laughs> 